the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A sweet taste of freedom. A chocolate Berlin Wall has bit the dust in Paris. Made with 440 pounds of chocolate, the wall replica was scrawled with the words freedom and in German, I am a Berliner. Just as Berliners smashed chunks out of their concrete wall on November 9, 1989, store owner Patrick Roger and an assistant attacked the replica with gusto, the wall shattering into hundreds of pieces. The sweet chunks were then distributed to applauding bystanders. Roger said it felt amazing to share the taste, the values and a certain wind of liberty. I'm Charles de Ledesma. President Trump spent much of yesterday in Atlanta launching a drive to recruit more African-American voters. The president hoping to boost his numbers, unveiling a new initiative called Black Voices for Trump. The president made his argument that Democrats often court the black vote near an election, but often abandon the African-American community later. This is SRN News. Larry Elder is getting tired of the misinformation. Washington Nationals won the World Series, and Trump invited the team to the White House. Several team members said they weren't going to go. One in particular, whose name is Sean Doolittle. And the reason he said he's not going is because Trump mocked a handicapped person. Quote, sigh. Do we have to do this again? The Larry Elder Show. Afternoons at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Intelligent Radio. Just past one o'clock, which means one thing: it's time to make talk radio great again. It's your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner, Mitch Berg. Photos and videos from our events, news updates, live streaming, maybe a selfie or two. The latest and greatest way to connect with the Patriot is to follow us on Instagram. Simply search for AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, on Instagram. Here's your Twin Cities forecast, brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. High of forty. Chance of rain that could turn into flurries tonight. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg, my blog, shotinthedark.info, my broadcast, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, my contact information by phone, 651 289 4488 by 
uh, Twitter, hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show. That's Narn Show. If you're so inclined, by all means, join us. Your operators are standing by. Uh, as we speak here. You can also join us on FM radio via the miracle of crystal clear FM sound at FM 107.5 in the West Metro area uh, here in the Twin Cities from, I don't know, probably about Anoka down to Prior Lake, maybe, maybe. Uh, also uh, also down to, uh, from I think probably about the Mississippi River out to maybe Wyzetta. Either way, if you get a chance to listen to us via the miracle of crystal clear FM sound, uh, by all means do. Enjoy it. It's, uh, it's there for you. You can also join us online at uh, northern, sorry, uh, am12athepatriot.com. Uh, or if you're so inclined, you can also go to, uh, you can catch us on a podcast at, uh, on, on iHeartRadio. You can also go to am12athepatriot.com slash podcast. So many ways to get a hold of us here on the, the Northern Alliance Radio Network and to, to tune us in wherever you are in the world. That's what we're here for. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog is Shot in the Dark Dead Info, going on 18 years dominating Twin Cities daily uh, political, historical, cultural uh, observations. Hope you can join me every single uh, morning, five days a week, sometimes six days a week at uh, shotinthedark.info. So that's uh, the story today. Let's see what happened this past week. Oh, yeah, St. Paul elections this past week. And uh, there's no real prize for guessing that it was pretty much a disaster for for freedom for uh for common sense for for real people with real issues no it was a victory for for the big left in St. Paul as as elections tend to be i i tend to be a little pessimistic about St. Paul elections because i the more i hear the more I live in St. Paul all these years, a city that I love, by the way, I, I do. Uh, the more I live there, though, the more I realize we have probably hit a spiral in peak progressive that uh, may only end when some future catastrophe. People joke about the zombie apocalypse. It doesn't matter what kind of catastrophe it is, but at some point in the future when something beyond everyone's control turns everyone into a conservative, uh, that's probably the only real hope St. Paul has. And it's not really the kind of hope you want. Uh, you don't want to be hoping for catastrophe. And I don't. On the other hand, what we have in St. Paul right now is just an ongoing vortex of stupid. And, and I hate to say this about two-thirds of my neighbors, but we have an ongoing vortex of stupid. People will complain. People complain endlessly about city services, about how bad they are, about how poorly, uh, poorly city services of all types work, whether it's uh, snow plowing, of which, uh, which St. Paul does terribly. I mean, 30 years ago, St. Paul did snow plowing as well as anyone in the United States. Today, forget about it. Uh, I mean, it, it, the, the feeling you get driving north on Snelling Avenue uh, the the Andean goat path that you run across when you're trying to uh, drive, uh, even on an emergency route in St. Paul, and you cross that line uh, into into Roseville at Larpenter Avenue, and feel the streets go smoosh smooth as glass, and drivable and safe, and we're not talking like a conservative uh, bastion in Roseville. I mean, I mean. 
they've sort of drank the the, the DFL Kool Aid in Roseville too. Uh, so it's like, okay, it's not in in theory, it's not just a partisan thing being able to plow streets capably and competently. And yet, although uh, have no fear, Roseville, it's coming for you too. I mean, the more your city becomes a single party fiefdom, the worse it'll get, and it will get worse if if a Republican Party doesn't or some alternative to the DFL on the right doesn't rise up and and change things. And and, and I say this, I, I emphasize this today for a couple of reasons. For starters, today is the 30th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. And we're going to be talking in the second hour about how really truly vitally important that anniversary is to all of you, even if you weren't around back then. And honestly, if you're under the age of 50, you probably don't have much idea. Let's just say 45, maybe. You probably don't have a lot of an idea as to why the fall of the Berlin Wall actually matters. And I'm going to try and set that just a little bit straight for you here uh, after some time in the second hour. But one of the undying lessons of the Cold War and, and of the fall of the Berlin Wall is that single-party authoritarian government is a bad thing. It means nobody is out there to hold government accountable. And yeah, I get it. The uh, St. Paul isn't East Berlin. Not really. Uh, not yet. Although some single-party cities like San Francisco are getting painfully close. I mean, when you have San Francisco declaring the NRA a terrorist organization, you're getting very, very close to, to Berlin-level, East Berlin communist-era level denial. And the, the reason I bring this up here in Minnesota is you're starting to see some of the same things here. Uh, we'll come back to that. Uh, the, the, the gracelessness of St. Paul's DFL majority, the people who will complain endlessly about things like the snow plowing, the caliber of the schools, which is, by the way, uh, for a city that used to be fairly proud of its school system, now has one of the worst achievement gaps in the United States, worse than Philadelphia, worse than New Orleans, Louisiana, worse than Detroit, although, to be fair, there's not much school system left in Detroit. We have one of the worst school systems in the country vis-a-vis achievement gaps between white kids and especially African-American kids, but non-Asian children of color in general. And things just keep getting worse. How much worse? We'll come back to that in a moment here. And yet you can count on them coming out at election time. These same people over and over and over every year, every year, they will vote DFL like a bunch of robots, like a bunch of automata, like they've never considered another uh, approach to it. And indeed, most of them haven't. I mean, this is the height of urban progressive privilege. You have a city full of people that I don't think knows that there is another option on the ballot. And indeed, there may not have been options on the ballot, although there were. There was a libertarian candidate in one of the wards in St. Paul, and there was a vote no on trash candidate who uh, was also neither of them won, of course, because despite the fact that both of them answered pressing needs that the city has, uh, the vast majority of the city's voters don't can't recognize politics outside of the safe, comforting DFL cocoon. I frequently joke 
about the idea that the DFL has an insurmountable lead among three constituencies without whom they would be nowhere, those constituencies being duplicate Americans, fictional Americans, and deceased Americans. And to some extent, that's a bit of a snarling, sarcastic joke, but not entirely. News came out this past week. uh, Prosecutors on Halloween charged a Minneapolis man with 13 counts of felony voting fraud. Uh, Investigators say Abi Hakim Amin Essa, age 22, is a permanent resident but not a U.S. citizen, falsified 13 applications for absentee ballots and tried to cast one himself. Essa allegedly told authorities that he worked for a political campaign, but prosecutors, huh, didn't say which candidate it was. Imagine that, he says, with sarcasm dripping from every syllable. According to the criminal complaint, Hennepin County election workers grew suspicious over the summer when Essa, actually a year ago last summer, when Essa brought a prospective voter. So just so we're clear on this, this is just in time for the 2018 midterm elections. Uh, July 23rd, uh, excuse me, July 30th, 2018, when Essa brought a prospective voter to the government center. The woman did not have proper identification, but she came back later with a different helper and a new application with a different address. Authorities say Essa returned to the government center the next day with a helper and attempted to vote under a false name. When asked if he'd spoken to another employee a day earlier, Essa, quote, got nervous and acted if he did not acted as if he did not understand English before leaving the office, the complaint says. Election staff looked through about 9,000 absentee ballots and found 13 where Essa allegedly signed his own name or his father's name as a witness. Essa's father is a citizen and is registered to vote. The county notified the 13 voters whose absentee ballots were rejected and told them they need to vote again. But shut my mouth, none of them did. Attempts to reach Essa on Halloween were not successful. I bring this up for two reasons. Number one, whenever you talk about voter fraud in Minnesota, the, the, the best story we have so far, other than Mr. Essa's uh, arrest and conviction, is uh, the, the, the Minnesota Voters Alliance coming up with well over a 1,000 fraudulent registrations. And you bring this up to your Democrat friends around and about the metro and say, well, it's just registrations. It doesn't mean they're voting. Right, because people registered to vote with the express purpose of just leaving it there. Naturally, makes perfect sense. It's a hobby. Some people spelunk. Some people scuba dive. Some people build model trains. Some people register, but only register to vote and never, ever, ever, ever do it illegally. Silly you! Anyway, what does this have to do with the St. Paul elections? In and of itself, nothing necessarily. But on the other hand, it does show that that, that in addition to having a political system dominated by mindless drones, as we do in St. Paul, uh, we have a system that, that is, in fact, despite the protestations of the system's apologists, is frighteningly uh, susceptible to fraud, as we've seen. Yeah, we caught one. Uh, it, it, there's every indication that anyone we catch is the figurative tip of the iceberg. 651-289-4488 is the number to call should you care to join me. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. I'm also found on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
St. Thomas Academy, Minnesota's only all-male military leadership school, invites you to their special Veterans Day event, November 11th at 9 a.m. The event will spotlight World War II and features keynote speaker General Joseph Botel, former commander of the U.S. Central Command. He'll share from his leadership experience overseeing military operations in the Middle East. This free event is at St. Thomas Academy. Visit cadets.com slash vetsday for details and directions. That's cadets.com slash vetsday. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Varicose and spider veins. Wow, what a gift from my parents. They had them and I got them. And not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour and I was right back to work. The staff made me feel so comfortable and the results, well, even my husband noticed. Vein Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them, and you can trust them too. So stop hiding your legs. Vein Clinics of America accepts most major insurance plans. So call now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-606-1010. 800-606-1010. That's 800 606 1010. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280 The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities, and their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651 405 8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488 is the number to call to join us live and on the air. Or you can join me at hashtag NARN Show, N-A-R-N Show. Or I'm doing something a little new today. On my personal Facebook page, Mitch Berg on Facebook, I'm actually live streaming the show via video. So if you want to join me there, feel perfectly free. It's what it's there for. Downside is you won't be able to hear any phone calls. We don't have it all mixed together here. Wish we did. That'd be cool. Something to get the engineering staff working on here. By the way, we're heading towards the holiday season. It's the return of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle, where we're looking to pay your rent or mortgage for all of next year. 
You can enter once a day on am1280thepatriot.com. But wait, there's more. There are even ways to get bonus entries, so be sure to check in daily on the VIP fan club page. With the money you save, there's no count all the things you can do. That's the Christmas Mortgage Miracle brought to you by Tom Matiny of New American Funding. It's a Christmas Mortgage Miracle. It's a, it was a, such a hugely successful promo last year. We're doing it again. I mean, you want to reinforce success. That's what you do in radio. So. 651-289-4488 or hashtag NarnShow to join the broadcast here. So uh, St. Paul has ranked choice voting, and it's made the news that a couple of the St. Paul races took uh, into the second round uh, to decide. I believe the one in Frogtown and one of the, one of the races on the east side uh, took uh, took into the second round of counting, which, by the way, is pretty much the norm for ranked choice voting. It takes days and days and days to get results. It's a stupid system. It winds up leaving votes cast out all, all over the place. If you didn't vote for one of the first two, then at least for that race, your ballot doesn't really count. And it's it's sort of a, a travesty uh, that these systems exist. They originally sold uh, back when St. Paul was a little more multi-party. It was originally sold to people who says, hey, your party could actually have a bigger, better voice. It doesn't work that way. Uh, now that now that you have this ranked choice voting, and everyone has to try and game the system so your vote actually counts if you care that much. Uh, you Third parties, which, let's be honest, in St. Paul and Minneapolis, the Republican Party is, their fortunes have fallen even further. I mean, they used to used to see Republicans running for school board and city council in St. Paul, Minneapolis. Uh, nowadays, I mean, the, the, the results they can expect to get have dropped by about half for two, uh, for half to a third from before ranked choice voting. It has been an agent of reinforcing single party power in cities like Minneapolis and St. Paul. And if it's coming to a city near you too, a place where, quote, progressives, end quote, have just taken over. It's going to do the same thing, and that is the intention. It is a means to reinforce the left's complete control over the wheels and levers and knobs and pulleys of government. That's why they have it. It's been sold to the voters as a, it's a complete bill of goods. And it's one of many reasons that I think the cities of St. Paul and Minneapolis, like I said at the top of the show, are lost causes until uh, some form of future catastrophe makes everyone a conservative. Uh, if you ever watch the AMC original series, Walking Dead, uh, a few of my friends and I were talking about that. I watched it pretty regularly for the first four or five seasons. I may have to catch up one of these days. But you'll notice that the values that survive on The Walking Dead are rigorously rock-ribbed conservative values, taking care of yourself, meritocracy, uh, taking care of yourself and those around you in your community, uh, it's it's it, it's inescapable. And by the way, catastrophes tend to that. I don't want to wish catastrophe on anything, and even if I did, it wouldn't make any difference. Uh, thankfully, we have a fairly stable society, and the beneficiaries of that stability are, well, my neighbors in St. Paul, who voted overwhelmingly for all of the incumbents or all of the DFL uh, endorsed candidates for the city council and by a two to one margin against the garbage referendum. Now, the garbage referendum was yet another episode in the wall of DFL shame in the city of St. Paul. 
the, uh, the, the campaign to vote, get people to vote yes was misleading from the very beginning. I mean, it was worded to people, so it was very easy to confuse people. People tend to vote yes, see yes as the positive result, and that was what the, uh, the, the city of St. Paul wanted. That's what it got. Uh, the mayor's administration wanted that, and they got that. Uh, they also lied. There's no real better term for it. They lied about the consequences, the potential consequences of the garbage vote, saying, well, if you vote this, if you vote no on the referendum and no wins, you're going to wind up having to pay for your own trash and uh, get, get the entire cost of the contract paid for in the property taxes, which was a lie. And the mayor knew it, and the mayor's PR flax knew it, and the entire DFL uh, monopoly of power in St. Paul knew it as well. They knew that what that would cause an abrogation of the contract, and when contracts get abrogated, what happens? You go back and renegotiate them. If you're in default, you go back and say, okay, let's, let's, let's get this contract back to something everyone can agree to, which would mean, who knows, garbage Medicare for all? No idea. But one thing we do know, as an absolute fact, is that Mayor Carter and his administration lied about the consequences of a no vote. And they, they, they feared the will of the people that much. Now, it, was, it wasn't entirely depressing, it, almost just about 90-odd percent. One of the things that uh, I, I want to say made me feel a little better was at least some parts of the city saw through the uh, baked wind and voted no. The east side largely voted no. In fact, most of the precincts on the east side of St. Paul voted against uh, the the Tony Soprano-style garbage system, which, and if you don't live in St. Paul, you need to understand a little something about St. Paul politics. Now, St. Paul is a one-party city. The the closest thing you have to a second party in St. Paul might be the Greens or maybe the socialist workers party might might break out at some point here if uh, if we see a Sanders campaign uh, getting the nomination. But St. Paul is is a one party city, but it, that just leaving it at that is just a tad misleading because it's not just a one party city; it's one part of one party city. There is a Substrain of the St. Paul DFL, uh, white upper middle class, ELCA or Unitarian or agnostic to atheist, uh, upper middle class, relentlessly white. Uh, generally, it was some form of university education, although not that that necessarily translates into logic or or cogency. But there are people with immense political clout. And when they say jump, the St. Paul DFL says off what? These are people with immense power in the public sector unions, the nonprofit industrial complex. These are the people who, when Kathleen Celia was arrested uh, for her uh, after years on the lam from her crimes as a member of the Simini's Liberation Army in the 1970s, back uh, before 9-11, I think about 1999, 2000 or thereabouts, she uh, was arrested after a couple of decades lamming it, uh, living in St. Paul as a good DFLer. Uh, these are the people who came out and raised a million dollars for her defense, basically, assume, and, and demanded, by the way, that the authorities just let her go because, hey, she's been a good DFLer for 25, 30 years. Why upset the apple cart? It's 30, 30 plus years, actually. 
uh, that she'd been living underground. And, and, and I wrote about this at some depth back uh, when her trial was underway. Uh, how many people in St. Paul, how many people in St. Paul's dominant DFL claque, which is centered within a couple mile radius of St. Thomas, McAllister, uh, Highland Park, basically Highland Park, Merriam Park, St. Anthony Park, Desnoyer Park, basically all the parks, except for perhaps uh, Union. Uh, these are uh, the parks that uh, from whence most of the, if not, well, most of the clout in the St. Paul DFL comes. And these are the people, these uh, middle-aged, gray-haired, ELCA-haired DFL busybodies who 15 years ago decided they didn't like walking into bars with smoke, and so they got St. Paul to ram down a a, a smoking ordinance in bars. The smoking was banned in St. Paul bars years before it was banned statewide. And it showed how many bars closed down right after that as people went to bars out in the burbs before it was banned statewide, I think 2006, 2007, thereabouts. The... These are the same people, by the way, who started the move to jam down the Tony Soprano-style trash collection system in St. Paul that has just been upheld. Uh, these are people who apparently spend enough time at home during the weekday that they actually keep count of things like how many uh, trash trucks are going by <laughs> during the day. I don't know about you. I'm not home that much. Either apparently were most of the people on the east side. Uh, apparently they go to work for a living. They're not around to hear the trash trucks, but they are around when the bill gets there. My bill, by the way, nearly doubled when St. Paul went for the Tony Soprano-style trash collection. And while there were 16 trash companies in St. Paul, uh, most of them, 10 of them, have either sold out their share of the trade in St. Paul to one of the six big companies that remains, or they've just gone out of business. My company, uh, Highland, I don't know if they're still in business. I hope they are. They're wonderful if you have a chance to use their business. This is not a paid recommendation, by the way, uh, since I will never be able to use their services again as long as I live in St. Paul. But uh, they're wonderful, and I don't know if they're still in business. But if they are, tell them Mitch Berg sent you. Anyway, beyond all that, though, just beyond the fact that this happened, there's a significant chunk of St. Paul political life that doesn't know when to just be a graceful winner. We'll talk about that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800 500 
800-273-8384. Hey, this is Nick Hall from the Pulse Movement in the Twin Cities, and I am a proud parent of a kindergartner at Heritage Christian Academy. You know, we were really just looking for a school that we could feel like our kids are being poured into, that they are learning and growing in their faith, that they're being challenged, uh, but also given opportunities uh, to be a young leader. And we really see Heritage doing a great job with that. We also really value the community, Um, parents and families really know each other and love each other. And so it's not just a school, it's really being a part of a family. Uh, The principals, you know, they greet you at the door every day. They know everybody by name. It is really an incredible place. Heritage Christian Academy of Maple Grove serves students from three years old to 12th grade. Join Heritage Christian Academy at their upcoming open house on December 3rd. For more information or to schedule a tour, visit heritageweb.org. That's heritageweb.org. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry. And I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. All right, so we got about an hour to go before America's team, the North Dakota State Bison, are back dishing the hurt with Western Illinois. Solid team, they're 7-3. Bison are hovering at 9-0 yet again. You can catch all the action for the herd, the Bison football season on a sister station, Business 1440. Last year, the herd went undefeated and got their record seventh FCS championship over eight seasons, heading for eight out of nine this year. I think there's two weeks to go in the regular season, then we get the FCS playoffs. If you're part of the herd, get your horns up and go over to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com game kicks off uh, in about an hour as the uh, as the herd tries to extend it to 10 and nil for the season 651-289-4488 the number to call you can also join me on twitter at hashtag narn show that's n-a-r-n show talking about the saint paul elections this past week now naturally all the endorsed dflers won uh whether they're incumbents or i don't i don't remember if there were any challenges i think there was a challenger or two I found myself wishing for challengers from the DFL of eight to ten years ago. I mean, combat Max Stark. Everything is forgiven. Uh, I, I have I, I live in a district represented, and I put that in quotes by a woman named Mitra Jalali Nelson, who seems to be 
trying to to horn in on that same space occupied by uh, Alondra Cano in Minneapolis, somebody who's so far out on the fringe that other DFLers go, huh? And yet, who is also running ascendant in the DFL party of today. I mean, I've I've heard from people who are in somewhat in the know that Representative Tim Mahoney from the east side of St. Paul is nervous about his prospects. And by the way, Mahoney is only a moderate in a in a world where Elizabeth Warren would be considered a moderate, uh, and where. Elizabeth Kahn, was it not Elizabeth Kahn? Uh, Phyllis Kahn is considered too far to the right for the DFL, which, by the way, she was. It's why Ilhan Omar got into the state house and thence into Congress. Anyway, what, one of the things that, that popped up this uh, last week, however, was the, yeah, the, 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 uh, a, f- a friend of the blog actually this past week wrote me a, a an email uh, that, that talked about something that I thought was uh, some of the fallout from the election. This is the morning after the election. Uh, This friend of the blog writes, uh, I'm laughing at all of the vote yes progressive Matt Groveland, Marion Park people, A, who are suddenly perplexed by the strong no vote on the east side, and B, who called no voters on the east side, and I quote, selfish, wealthy homeowners when it was brought to their attention that east siders and the vote no was a cheaper option for them because trash collection costs should be shouldered by all property taxpayers, so they say. This is outrageously funny. This is a friend of my blog writing, by the way, who uh, writes this outrageously funny, given how these same people support increasing taxes on, quote, the wealthy to pay for medical bills, cost of college, uh, any other whim of the leisure class. It's now selfish when it's opposite their viewpoint. But I guess now we do have a clearer understanding of who they think the wealthy are, not them who are paying $2,000 a month in rent or, or buying half-million-dollar houses in Highland or Merriam or, or Crocus Hill or St. Anthony Park, pretty much all the parks. No, it's the working-class stiff who lives in a house worth about a buck fifty, two hundred thousand at most. So selfish of them to be paying so little for housing, just making it living paycheck to paycheck as a, you know, actual working stiff. Uh, so selfish of them to be paying so little for housing, just making it li- uh, They could be racking up more debt, and then perhaps they would feel more indebted to the ruling class, you know, if they had absolutely nothing. So this is a little example of the gracelessness of Minnesota's big left. Uh, and, and not just gracelessness, but in, in the case of some of these uh, Merriam Park, Highland Park Brahmins who foisted this upon all of us, a little example of, of how very, very clueless they are. The idea that Highland Park people, Highland Park, white upper middle class uh, progressives with impeccable, impeccable DFL credentials are looking down their nose at the selfish, wealthy East Siders is just a little bit through the looking glass. Okay, a lot through the looking glass. That's, uh, that, that should tell you a little something about the, the political culture we face in St. Paul. What tells you a little bit more, as we said at the top of the show, uh, St. Paulites will complain endlessly about uh, the, 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 the people who are, uh, about rather the, the, the effects of the policy of the one-party government that they, that, that they live under. But they'll never do anything to change it, as we saw during the elections. I mean, trash collection is unpopular, but 
they still voted for it by a two-to-one margin. And part of it was deception. Part of it was out-and-out fraud. Part of it is, by the way, the fraud of a group uh, that goes by the name Isaiah. It's basically the uh, the pseudo-cafeteria theological arm of the DFL. It's a uh, nonprofit pressure group that represents progressive interests uh, in, in politics. It's basically a, a lobbying and pressure group that is basically the, the, the direct action arm of a bunch of ultra-left churches in the Twin Cities. Who, who, by the way, fancy themselves as defenders of the poor and spokespeople for the underprivileged. But they were out uh, working for the yes vote, which means, and I've gotten into this argument before, Isaiah are a bunch of frauds. They are not working for the poor. They are working for the DFL establishment. That's it. Speaking of the DFL establishment, uh, St. Paul, which is ruled by one of them, has been having the worst outbreak of crime, violent crime, uh, in two and a half decades. Literally, the crime rate in St. Paul right now is on par with what it was in the mid-1990s when uh, it was at its worst. It's, by the way, uh, the mid-1990s was sort of a peak in violent crime nationwide. And it's been dropping through the floor everywhere in the country since then, and nowhere more so than Minnesota. We talked about this a few weeks ago. The Bureau of Criminal Apprehension released its statistics for 2018. And the murder rate, the homicide rate in Minnesota in general is down more than roughly two thirds what it was in the 1990s, 25 years ago, let's just say, 23 to 25 years ago when it was at its highest during the height of the crack epidemic. The late 80s and the early 90s were a, were a frighteningly dangerous time. Minneapolis was dubbed Murderapolis. St. Paul was considerably safer, but areas in Frogtown, the Lower East Side, Summit Uni were kind of a shooting gallery at times. And it saw St. Paul's worst murder rate since maybe ever, maybe since uh, Prohibition. Well, while crime in general remains sharply down statewide, St. Paul's back to the same crime rate that it had 25 years ago. And now in a city that has been channeling resources from the police to resiliency officers and bike lanes ever since, uh, well, people blame it on Mayor Carter. And Mayor Carter certainly hasn't done anything to improve things. But honestly, it was a policy that started under Chris Coleman, who spent three misbegotten terms uh, squandering uh, Norm Coleman's legacy. Well, who knew that shorting the police and running a catch-and-release criminal justice system that blamed the law-abiding more than the criminals would result in this? Well, the mayor is trying to do something to make it appear as if something is being done. Uh, this amounts we've discussed this on the broadcast in the past. Three town hall meetings on, quote, gun violence because it wouldn't exist without the law-abiding people owning guns, naturally. Uh, the uh, Dick Waltman at the Pioneer Press covered it this past week. Uh, more than 200 people gathered at Central Baptist in St. Paul 
uh, down by the uh, by the soccer arena uh, Thursday evening to brainstorm solutions to the city's <coughs> gun violence problem the day after a pair of back-to-back shootings left one dead and another wounded. The community meeting, <laughs> the first of three organized last month by the mayor's office, brought together a diverse cross-section of the community <laughs> for structured conversation with strangers about their experience with gun violence and how to curb it. We've been saying for a long time that we need to try something different, and we find ourselves still stuck in these cycles, Carter said at the Midway Area Church. We're bringing together people today to define what that something different is. By the way, I had a prior engagement I had hoped to be able to go. Didn't work out. Uh, I'm going to try and go to one of the next ones because, frankly, it's, uh, this, this is a, a series of meetings that need to have some of the sane people attending. St. Paul has seen a spike in gun deaths, and uh, Carter is weighing adding a supplemental public safety spending proposal to St. Paul's 2020 budget. Uh, Hey, since the uh, trash referendum lost, perhaps he can do both now. (laughs) He was saying before the election, by the way, that if uh, if the no vote were to prevail, uh, they wouldn't have time to, to fight crime. Or plow streets or apparently pick up the trash, uh, possibly. Uh, so anyway, it went on like that. And, and by the way, I will be talking about these future uh, public events here, uh, possibly here. This is part of an ongoing uh, collapse of public order to, in both Minneapolis and St. Paul that is, can't be separated from a one-party scene. We'll talk about that when we come back. 651-289-4488. Let's take a break. We'll also go to the phones when we come back. On the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they are able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. If you've thought about getting dental implants, you probably know most places charge $4,000, $5,000, even $6,000 per tooth. Why do they cost that much? Because that's the price the other places have decided to charge you. And that's why most people who want dental implants don't get them, because of the high price. Well, now there's a place called ImplantMiracle.com. It's the local dental office where beautiful, top-quality, long-lasting dental implants are as low as $2,499 per 
per tooth. That's right, as low as $24.99. So you're going to save a lot of money, but still get great implants that last a long time. Plus, at ImplantMiracle.com, our price includes the implant abutment and crown, which a lot of other places charge extra for. We don't do that. And with us, your consultation with the dentist is free. Standard x-rays are free, and we offer convenient financing. Please see our website for more information. ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com. Have you ever used the excuse the devil made me do it? Well, you may be right. I'm Screwtape, demon extraordinaire and star of the Screwtape Letters, the wildly popular stage adaptation of the best-selling novel by C.S. Lewis. A profound experience, says Christianity Today, and the National Review calls Screwtape Letters pure genius. Get your tickets today. The Screwtape Letters, coming to Pantages Theater Saturday, November 16th with two big shows. Get your tickets today with great deals for groups at ScrewtapeOnStage.com. That's ScrewtapeOnStage.com. It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God, one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Second hour today, I'm going to be talking uh, about uh, no safe spaces and also about, uh, well, let's see, we're going to be talking about the fall of the Berlin Wall, 30th anniversary. Hard to believe it's been 30 years. It's uh, still no more, no less important day than it was back then. I'm going to tell you why. We can talk about that as well. Uh, you can join me on uh, Twitter, hashtag Show. You know that. Anyway, uh, 651-289-4488. Talking about the results of the election in St. Paul, and we're going to go to the phones in just a moment here, but I will say this. Uh, Mayor Carter uh, and his office and his entire administration have bent over backwards and gone to amazing gyrations to avoid uh, putting the, the, the onus of this problem where it actually belongs. Uh, and this show and this blog has had years of taking considerable issue with Ramsey County's uh, mayor, the once former and again sheriff, not mayor, but sheriff Bob Fletcher on any number of issues. But his statement after uh, this last round of shootings in St. Paul is hard to see as anything but inconvenient truth to the, the governing elite in St. Paul, Ramsey County, this is from Channel 5, Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher told uh, Channel 5 News this year's sharp rising gun-related deaths and injuries are mostly tied to... By the way, I should point out that Mayor Carter uh, refers to the, the people involved being street groups, as if to euphemize, U-E-U-P-H-E-M, euphemize, not euthanize, it's a whole different thing. Uh, them, them into irrelevance. No, in fact, according to the sheriff, the sharp rise in gun-related deaths and injuries are mostly tied to an ongoing feud between 
Drumroll, please. Two rival St. Paul street gangs. Quote, there's no doubt that the biggest part of this is connected to a longtime feud between two of the city's more violent gangs, said the sheriff. Quote, we have to recognize that the problem is what the problem is and that the problem we have is a small gang war. Fletcher said more than a dozen of the record-setting shootings and killings can be linked directly to a murder going back as far as 2008, and there are no indications the retaliatory shootings are going to end anytime soon. Now, this is a city where the mayor is trying to rename street gangs street groups and to try and make them seem like just another constituency, another misunderstood group of people, and bends over backwards not to call the plague what it is, but rather to fob it off uh, because, of course... A crisis is something that Democrats don't like to waste. It's hard to see, by the way, uh, in, in a city where the or city, rather, a county where the sheriff is elected, that Sheriff uh, Fletcher's statement is anything but his way of throwing his hat in the ring for some sort of higher office. Uh, CD4 representative, mayor, he's had ambitions in that for a long time. There was times I would have fought against Fletcher tooth and nail. I don't know if that's the case anymore. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, have your people my, uh, call my people, Mayor Fletcher. Let's go to Zimmerman on the phones. Al, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on the air. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I, I just wanted to mention quickly about the garbage crap. I mean, we have the same thing up here. Oh, you yeah. Cannot, you cannot pick and choose your garbage service. No, it's, uh, no we're not allowed to come to your area. It's, okay. uh, I don't know, but uh, it's the same thing in Champlain. Everyone has socialized garbage collection. Yep, and some cities do, Yep, it is. And some uh, different cities. By the way, thanks for your call, Al. And, and it's absolutely right. A lot of cities do this. A lot of cities will let the entire city's business out to a bid, and and basically have the entire uh, city on one big contract. And that's that's bad, but it's also at least has some free market aspect to it. In other words, you're you're paying the city for your trash, but the city's at least trying to get the best possible deal. And it's a little less obnoxious. I say marginally less obnoxious. By the way, that's the way they do it in uh, in Maplewood right now. I believe there's a few other cities. Zimmer, Zimmerman may be one of them. Champlain, I believe, is another one. It's 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 bad having the government serve as a middleman, but at least there's a negotiation, there's a bidding process, there's some level of service, and there's an out for the taxpayer at some point. They can say, okay, the the deal isn't very good, so city council people get us a better deal or thinking about finding a new part-time job. And that's the benefit of that system to the extent that it is a benefit. There you have it. But a bang. In St. Paul, much worse, much worse. Basically, the city parsed out the market in St. Paul, according to the proportion of the market each of the 16 original haulers already had, which meant the, minnow, the, the, the small haulers that had to survive on better customer service got elbowed into a tiny little piece of space that they could never grow out of. And so they gave up, took their business elsewhere or left the business and basically sold their territory to the bigger players, exactly as foretold. At any rate, speaking of exactly as foretold, yes, Mayor Fletcher is calling uh, the truth what it is. It's got to be inconvenient for the citizens of St. Paul actually having the problem that plagues the city, including my neighborhood. I mean, the, the BP station at University in Hamlin has been sort of the flashpoint for a lot of this gang violence lately. That's about half a mile from my house. 
although most of the scuzziness sort of peters out around Thomas Avenue. That's by no means entirely the truth. The light rail, by the way, has played a disproportionate role in uh, bringing this sort of activity to the Midway in a way that it hasn't been for decades. And why would that be? Well, who's got two thumbs and tried to warn you that this is exactly inevitable? This guy. The Vomit Comet, also known as the Green Line, is a rolling assault and robbery laboratory. I rode it to work every morning, every night, coming home for a year and a half. I could see it happening. This was during daylight. I hardly ever took the train much after dark, other than late night or late afternoon rush hour. Occasionally, I would come back from a work outing or event downtown late, and it was a little sketchy. It's a lot sketchy now. Fox 9 investigators, by the way, pointed out the aggravated assaults on the light rail system, those involving a weapon or causing serious injury, numbered 59 through July 31st. That's more than all of last year and uh, 41 in all of 2017. Robberies and thefts also on the rise with 384 incidents. And so all the crime is up on the Vomit Comet. Sorry, the green line. Uh, and I'll tell you this, in 18 months of riding the Vomit Comet to work pretty much every day and home at night, I saw transit cops maybe a dozen times. And by the way, they get on the train mostly to uh, to collect fares, just to walk up and down the, the car and see if people have paid their fares. Uh, the other two times, by the way, were responding to assaults that had already happened. In other words, they were basically doing cleanup on aisle five or I don't know, clean up at Raymond Avenue. And that's just a crime on the trains. It doesn't cover the spike in crimes all up and down the green line. That's one of my projects, one of my little labors of, of quote, love, end quote, that's going to be coming up in coming weeks is I'm going to be going over the uh, numbers as the, uh, the green line has passed its fifth anniversary. I'm going to be going over the crime numbers up and down the rail line, especially in the St. Paul Midway and Frogtown areas since the Vomit Comet opened. I have a strong hunch the numbers will blow your mind. When I come back, another bit of mind blown. The fall of the Berlin Wall was 30 years ago today. And yeah, it was a big deal to me. I'm going to tell you why when we come back. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, 651-289-4488. If you care to join me, and I really wish you would, go nowhere. We'll be right back. Varicose and spider veins. Wow, what a gift from my parents. They had them and I got them. And not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour and I was right back to work. The staff made me feel so comfortable and the results, well, even my husband noticed. Vein Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them, and you can trust them too. So stop hiding your legs. Vein Clinics of America accepts most major insurance plans. So call now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-606-1010. 800-606-1010. That's 800 606 Hi, my name's Christina Stumble, and I own Farm Girl Flowers in San Francisco. With my Spark Cash Card from Capital One, I earn unlimited 2% cash back on all my business purchases. 
Last year, I redeemed $115,000 in cash back. Yeah, $115,000. And that doubled our digital marketing budget for the summer. Thanks to my Spark Card, we had our best summer yet. Imagine what the Spark Card from Capital One could do for your business. What's in your wallet? Real Capital One customers pay for real stories. Credit approval required. Here at Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains and Blue Ox Heating and Air, we want to show our thanks to America's servicemen and women. That's why throughout the month of November, we're offering 20% off all installations or repairs up to $1,000 for any active military or veterans. That's in addition to offering free membership to our legendary care club. Visit our website for more info. It's our way of saying thank you for your service. Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains and Blue Ox Heating and Air. Proud to support America's veterans and active military. Here's another free offer from Lucky Station. Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's Lucky Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens. Don't let the negative news and the upcoming weary winter weather wipe you out. Come into Lucky Stations and let us brighten up your day, or at least help you see better. Mention AM1280 The Patriot, and we'll give you a free gallon of windshield wash. We'll make your day better and brighter. Lucky Station, your neighborhood store. Lucky Station is a small group of family-owned convenience stores in a world of giant national chains. They have to work harder to earn your business. Lucky Station has everything that the big-name convenience stores have. Lucky's Station, the official convenience store of AM 1280, The Patriot. Find them online at luckystations.com. Mention AM 1280, The Patriot, and we'll give you a free gown of windshield wash. Lucky Station, your neighborhood store, with nine Twin Cities locations to serve you. AM 